Welcome to the first episode of Copious Content, where we take media entertainment such as film, TV, books, and games and analyze them, giving our opinions along the way. I'm Kiernan. I'm Matthew. I'm Miles. And today we are talking about Six Underground, which is a 2019 Netflix original film directed by Michael Bay, and it was released on December 10th as an action thriller, and it earned itself a 36% on Rotten Tomatoes. The stars of this film are Ryan Reynolds as number one, Melanie Laurent as number two, Manuel Garcia Rolfo as number three, Ben Hardy as number four, Adria Arjona as, as number five, Dave Franco as number six, and Corey Hawkins as number seven. Uh, so first of all, you know, for this movie, kind of an opening thought for me, uh, I think the beginning was a little bit slow, and I kind of had a hard time getting into it and getting invested at first, but over time, I'd say middle to end, I actually started to enjoy it a little bit more, and overall, it was, it was a pretty good movie. It was entertaining. There was good action sequences. It's not the greatest movie I've ever seen, plot-wise, but overall, it was a you know, fun movie to watch on a weekend or something. Yeah, for me, I have to say that because I came into I came into watching this film not knowing that it was directed by Michael Bay, so I didn't know how much action there actually was gonna be. So the opening scene, which like was in um, Italy, was very very action packed, and it kind of felt overdone maybe, because yeah. I don't know a car yeah. chase, you um, you get you get chased by the bad guys. And then something cool happens, and then it kind of finishes. But it had multiple points in that chase where you thought it was over, but then it, it just kicked right back into the action. So yeah. that's kind of my general opinion on the beginning. For me, I think the beginning car sequence, I think the very beginning with Ryan Reynolds um, speaking uh, over, the, over the plane, his faking his death, I thought that was good. It had, like... Kind of yeah, like cinematic really... shots, and but yeah. the card scene I feel was very was pretty long. I'm pretty sure it ends tw- well. Besides the very beginning, it ends about 20 minutes in to the movie, which is yeah. a long for a car chase, and it felt really jump jump cutty, zoomed in really close to people's faces and what was going on. Yeah, yeah, I agree completely. Uh, you know, those were some of my points. Uh, as well that I noticed. I think in the very beginning, Ryan, Ryan Reynolds' narration, that's a plus for me. I liked that. Yeah, um, but yeah you know, the, the scenes in Florence, Italy, yeah, you know, it was immediate action mixed with very little dialogue, lots of time jumps, so much slow motion that I almost <laughs> was tired of slow motion during that, that sequence with the car chase. Uh, however, I do think there were some redeeming factors for, for those scenes, for that entire car chase. There, um, there are definitely impressive stunts. Yeah, you know, the stunts were good. Uh, you know, there was some comedy. Like, the nuns giving the finger was pretty funny. Yeah, that was good. Uh, I'd say, the, I'd say that the car chase and just the film overall had good music choices when there were needle drops. I think they did a good job there. Um. Mm-hmm. And then I remember, though, all I was thinking at the 651 mark, 
I remember all I could think in my head was Tokyo Drift and lots of slow motion. Yes. Yeah, that's, uh, I definitely agree with that. Especially the scene where they're going around in the circle or like around the fountain. Yeah, that's the one I'm talking about. That I have never watched a movie with so much slow motion and so many jokes being told during yeah. one like long, drawn-out scene. Exactly. Because obviously, yeah. with having your main star as Ryan Reynolds, you're going to get some jokes within the dialogue. And just during like, like just like scenes in general, mm-hmm. but I think that there are too many jokes infused with the car chase. Right. And I don't know. The ending scene was probably my favorite part of the actual car chase, like the very end of it, because right. it kind of went from a super intense, like, oh wow, that is it's, it's over. That was pretty intense. To Holy crap! What the hell just happened? <laughs> and, right. I don't know. It was it was kind of touching too. Like, dang. Yeah. That yeah. Sucks. Because exactly. right off the bat, Dave Franco's character, Six, the driver, was yeah definitely out of everyone you saw so far was the most lovable character. For me, at least, I saw him as that. He just seemed like he just wa- he just wanted to drive. He just wanted to be there. He wasn't really like in with the the blood and the guts and everything he was kind of exactly. just like a young he was just like a kid exactly. compared to the rest of them exactly and and you know it's you see a name like dave franco who's you know pretty well known and to have him out so early is, is pretty crazy and unexpected so yeah. good job there uh another thing i noticed uh that i like in movies is when uh, the car pulled away during this chase, they had that effect where there was gravel or dirt on the camera lens. I liked that. That was good. Okay, yeah. Uh, yeah, scenes like that are always very there. appreciated. Yeah, so I liked that. Um, that's kind of, for me, all I had for that car chase scene. I think going back to the stunts and the explosions and everything... Uh, when looking at behind the scenes things, I found out that ninety percent of like parkour and explosion stunts in the movie were untouched from CGI in terms of actual explosions and. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah, that sounds very Michael Bay. Very Michael Bay. He likes yeah. to make everything real. Because <laughs> a lot of the explosions or and like car stunt stuff happening, it it just obviously looked real because it was, yeah. like for example, I don't know, probably like five times that a car was either blown up or like cut in half somehow and i don't know it was it was it was pretty cool to see like the actual car hit something and then just get like torn apart that was definitely a re- redeeming factor of that entire scene yeah definitely i i can appreciate the uh, the real stunts and not not using special effects and yeah. CGI for that i think that's yeah. something we don't see as much in movies anymore so that's nice yes Yes, very nice. Going back to the fountain scene around the six minutes or so mark, yeah. when they're right before they're introducing Ryan Reynolds' character one, the billionaire, uh, there's that scene where it goes into slow motion, which you guys talked about, and he sticks his head out the window, and he's yelling about the lady with the baby, making sure she doesn't get hit. Yet when they pan out to the car going around, his head isn't out the window. 
and they're still going next to the baby in slow motion. And then when they go back, his head is still out the window as if it had not gone back in the window. And then it has the prompt saying, one, the billionaire. (laughs) Which I thought was pretty funny. It's always funny when I find those. It's not like I'm irritated when I find those. It's kind of just like, I found it. Wow, totally. Uh, anybody else have anything on, on this car chase? Uh, no, but I mean, I guess to move on, can we talk about the introduction of number seven? Yeah. Yeah. All right. So, I just want to say, I really liked the scene where he was, I, I don't know, in the war and. Uh, the slow mo shot of the van exploding. And the intense music playing in the background is you, you can kind of see like the impact that that has on somebody, obviously, mixed with the beating heart in the be- in like the background. I don't know. I, I thought that was really well done. Is mm-hmm. a way to put it. Yeah. It yeah. Was, I definitely feel is, that that was a good instance of um, slow mo. Yeah. Yeah. That, and, that, uh, that that one was a good instance. That was. Yes, that was a good use of, of slow-mo. Definitely better than the last one we saw. Yes. <laughs> um, just some background on the actor who played Seven, Corey Hawkins. Uh, I always love to see him in movies. I think in this film, Six Underground, he was probably my favorite actor. I think, he, I think in my opinion, he gave the best performance out of anybody in this movie. Uh, the most grounded, for sure, I think, in kind of a... Just you, what you feel for that character. I think he did a good job of that. But yeah, a little bit more on Corey Hawkins, because I always like to see him in movies. But some of the things he's been in, he has been in In the Heights, Straight Outta Compton, Black Klansman, The Tragedy of Macbeth, Kong Skull, and Kong Skull Island. Those are, those are good movies. Yeah. I, I love Kong Skull Island. That's one I actually I haven't seen out of that oh, list. <laughs> really? Yeah, I, I haven't seen that one. Uh, I want to. I ha- and I, I want to see all of them, you know, for several reasons. And, of course, the commonality between all of these things. I want to see them because Corey Hawkins is in it. Mm-hmm. But I haven't seen Black Klansman. I want to see that I haven't as well. Seen, I haven't seen The Tragedy of Macbeth. I would really like to see it. And Kong Skull Island, I'd, I'd like to see that as well. But... I've seen Straight Outta Compton, and I've seen In the Heights. And actually, Straight Outta Compton was the first thing I ever saw Corey Hawkins in, where he plays Dr. Dre. Oh, okay. So, yeah. Nice. It's always nice to see him in another movie. I think he always does a great job. Uh, well, nice I guess... <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> well, I guess to move on from the introduction of number seven was his full like initiation into the the ghost uh or organization or whatever it is mm-hmm. is his funeral and yeah. i kind of thought like right when i saw him in ryan reynolds standing or i guess number one standing and watching his own funeral from, from, from afar yeah. it reminded me of the gta 5 scene with michael watching his own funeral right and i mm-hmm. really hope that we actually do talk and play that game on this podcast yeah. be really fun yeah but one more thing about that was i felt like it was filled with way too much comedy yeah. for the scene 
yeah than what it was supposed to be right yeah that was uh kind of something i thought throughout this movie at most points was too much comedy and if it makes sense too much ryan reynolds being ryan reynolds yeah i i definitely agree with that because you think that like going going into this movie you're gonna see action and obviously some comedy worked into it to keep it interesting i guess sure but with the ryan reynolds like trope yeah like, always having a comedy with, even if dark yeah exactly exactly but this just felt like it was trying to be a comedy while also you're like shoot, shooting some guy and like committing some horrible crime or something like that yeah and then there are some sections where it was complete seriousness where it didn't even seem like you were watching like this movie i feel yeah later on yeah and yeah for the funeral scene definitely it's like this guy number seven supposedly died by killing himself and they like the funeral was not very solemn Solemn, yeah. And then but they're even though, not really like broken up that they're leaving because there are a lot of people there, and they even touch on that later that there were a lot of people at his funeral, and he just right. didn't really seem to like care about it. Yeah. I... But, yeah. So even though like we're all like saying, oh, these action scenes are just too funny, or not like too funny, but, like too much comedy in them. Mm-hmm. There is the scene that I noticed like oh, this is literally just some intense, like, saddening stuff, was when Ryan Reynolds was visiting the hospitals with, like, the children who are sick and people all that, and and then then they start getting gas. Mm -hmm. That was just, like, a straight-up just intense, sort of just sad, like, sequence of events happening because you see Ryan being, like, a totally, like, fake, just billionaire guy trying to give some money away to actually like being panicked trying to help others who are being gassed or like blown up and stuff right so yeah you know and that's something that's uh that's nice throughout the movie At, at certain points in that moment and a little bit towards the end i think ryan reynolds character the entire time is acting like he doesn't care about people and people are expendable and that doesn't matter but you find out that he actually does care he just you know tries to not tries to pretend that he doesn't care that it doesn't matter but you see in certain moments and especially this one that people do matter to him he you know he has or he is doing this for the right reasons he has a conscience but he just doesn't show it very often yes it's nice to see that he's very cynical throughout especially in the beginning he becomes less cynical throughout and then there's even the end where he makes like a not he makes like a more light-hearted like pop culture almost like ref like joke near the end where the even the other ghost members take notice to it right and they're yeah and they kind of show because then he starts kind of like loosening up with the other members themselves which he hadn't yep. really done throughout But I guess the next thing to talk about would be the scene in France. Yeah. Where he actually, where number one actually meets the dictator that's the main antagonist of the story. Mm-hmm. And he talks about Shakespeare, and I don't know which play was 
What play were they watching? Uh, I didn't catch that. Did, did anybody yeah. catch that one? It was... <laughs> um, I have it written down somewhere. Yeah. Well, you know, while, while you're looking for that, I do have a uh, note on the Paris Opera on where, where the filming location was. So that actually none of it was filmed in France. I mean, I know they claimed they're in Paris, but they were never filmed anywhere. They actually stayed in Italy. They did film in Italy for the Florence car chase, and they stayed in Italy to do the Paris scenes as well. So that's actually the huh. San Carlo Theater in in uh, in Naples, in Italy. Naples, Italy. And that was actually built in 1737. Oh. Huh. So, yeah. They say France, that's Italy, though. Yeah. I guess just for the movie, just think, oh, you're in France now. Exactly. Exactly. Overall, that, that scene, I guess... It not like the most important, because I mean, I mean it's so important. But he meets the antagonist. They talk about just the the play, and then it's kind of like not foreshadowing, but during the end of the movie, he mentions uh, the act five of that play that they're watching, and how the main antagonist in the play kind of just gets betrayed and I think dies. Yes. So, and that's kind well, of what happened in the end, so. Right. Well, also, don't forget the uh, most important cameo of the movie happens in this scene in Paris with the Aviation Gin feature. Oh. That's uh, 3914 Ryan Reynolds Gin Company. So of course, it had to be there. I mean, you can pretty much find it in all of his movies and even his wife's movies. It's It's in there, too, so you can always find aviation gin usually yeah that's always something that Ryan Reynolds tries to do is just bring in a little yeah little product placement for himself yeah self. self for me <laughs> <laughs> yeah exactly but uh, I guess next scene it would be not like next scene but one of the more important scenes that you probably would remember would be the generals being killed in Vegas, right? Yeah. Yeah. Yep. That was, I don't know, I, I guess for me, it was like another one of those sequences that had too many slow-mo shots of people getting shot. Yeah. Although I did like the one general that was smoking a cigar and they, and they shot the bullet through the actual cigar itself. Ah, uh, yeah. So I think <laughs> that was the cool Pretty one. Pretty good one. Yeah. 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 No, oh. I agree. You can definitely appreciate shots like that. They're not like practical to real life, but they're definitely fun. They're definitely fun to see, and yeah. it's probably it's just a fun thing that they put in the script. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Uh, I did have another point. Nothing really about the movie per se. Just another filming location. Uh, for for the Paris Hotel scene. Uh, that was at the Royal Suite de la Garadesca. And it was at the Four Seasons Hotel in Firenze, Italy. So again, they didn't film in Paris. That was in 
I was in Firenze, Italy, and uh, I found that the nightly rate for a room, well, I don't know if you guys want to guess what the nightly rate starts at there for that hotel. Oh, jeez. Hmm. Uh, I'm going to do a higher and lower. Oh. Oh, you can just, you know, say, throw a guess out there. Put a number and then see who's closest, I guess. Yeah. Uh, I'm, I'm gonna say 280. Um, 280. I'm gonna say dollars like, Oh wait, oh yeah, dollars or. Right. Oh. Then U.S. dollars is US, what I have. U.S. dollars. Okay. U.S. dollars. Would that be like a higher or? or I'm gonna say 800. Kind of 800 dollars a night is and what you're 20. going. Okay, I'll, I'll go with like, I'll go with like 500. All right, 500 a night. So, <laughs> at the Four Seasons in Firenze, Italy. The nightly rate for a room starts at right around twenty-seven thousand U.S. dollars. Okay. Okay. Um, I I mean geez. technically I won, but not really. <laughs> and that's yeah. the that's the scene with the bartender in number one, right? Yes, correct. That is okay. that scene. Wow. So that room twenty-seven thousand a night, and it's around the same cost cost in euros, about twenty-seven thousand. It's like twenty-six nine hundred something they're very Europe. they're very similar price oh, yeah. right it's now basically the same for both of those but uh, yeah very expensive hotel to stay at so wow. obviously if we didn't know it from the stunts and actually practical effects and blowing a lot of cars up they could get that room so this movie had a pretty large budget <laughs> yeah yes it definitely did all right well uh i guess i just want to mention after the whole Vegas scene, because four was already introduced as a member, in like th throughout the entire movie so far, but they did go back and talk about how he met number one, and I thought that his inter his introduction scene where he joined parkour, mm -hmm. with the with the with the music in the background was kind of it was kind of just cool to watch and kind of exhilarating I guess. Yeah. Um, yeah, that was definitely. Not something i noticed a lot uh one of the one of my favorite parts of this movie for action sequences at least was the free running choreography i think was really well done and whoever was in charge of that did a great job whether it was who was in charge of it and you know who was actually performing it that was great uh, i loved that part of the movie whether it was in the beginning in italy or in hong kong or you know anywhere that there was free running I really enjoyed those scenes a lot. Yeah. Yes, they, those were all they're all very impressive scenes because the park all the parkour is real. Yeah, obviously it's like well, I mean, it's, like well, they, I have guess, they have safety cables and everything yeah, right. they're not, because it's a movie. They're scene. not doing it on the side of like some like broken down building, obviously, but right. Yeah, right. it's still doing it in a safe like environment. Done. But yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. Well, that's good. Uh, so I, what? Oh, I was just gonna go jump to the Hong Kong. Uh, yeah, if, if we're ready for it. Yeah, I no, yeah. Are, so yeah. the Hong yeah. Kong bit's probably I'd say, like around the middle of the movie. Yeah. And that's kind of yeah. like, that's like the the second most important part of right. the movie. Right. Yeah. I'd say right about the middle, the Hong Kong portion was probably where I really started getting invested into this movie i think you know before that it was interesting but hong kong was really when i got sold and actually wanted to really 
see what happened at the end of this. Um, I would say for sure the Hong Kong was definitely the best action for me. I think that was by far the best action in any of in any of this film. Definitely in Hong Kong with the parkour, with you know, running along cranes and just the escape and you know, getting getting the antagonist brother out and, and you know yeah. Corey Hawkins with his with his sniper rifle and the providing pool. overwatch and stopping the car, just everything about it. Yeah. It was really really great in this scene. Yeah, I'd have to agree with that. I I'd love the beginning part where they rolled up in the car with yeah. the mask on, they throw the gas down, and then like obviously so, something has to go wrong to make the scene interesting. So then that happens, and then what I thought was really funny in the car, they number three mentioned, um, just like just a joke is I am the danger from Breaking Bad, <laughs> which was I don't know that, that was just really funny to me. Yeah. But yeah, then after that, everything else in the scene is just pretty good. Um, I did love the part where number th- uh, what seven shoots the pool, and all the water comes like sp- spilling through like the entire yeah. like, top floor. Yeah. But the thing is, I, I I felt like it was way way too much water for a pool. Yeah. It just kind of kept going for a while. I it it was a lot. Yeah, go just, ahead. Yeah, I was. I don't. I mean. There probably is somewhere you could find, like, the so-called specs of the pool, of, like, how big the pool was, so they could justify how much water it was. And if, like, you, if I saw that, and then you could, and it held this many, and it, like, was, looked like it would work, then I feel like it could work. Because it, it was a very large pool, you just don't know the depth of it across the whole thing. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Uh, oh, yeah. I like the opening part when they're entering the building with the um, with the la- with the laughing gas. Yeah. I thought it was funny because it wasn't like they just threw in knockout gas or anything like. But in real life, if someone was doing this, they'd probably do that. They probably wouldn't have laughing gas because it did pose a problem for them. Yeah, later on. But it was yeah. also it's just that was definitely part of the comedic tone of the movie right. was to put the laughing right. gas in and i just thought it was yeah it was pretty funny because nice. it fit into the movie maybe not exactly yeah. like if another movie had the same plot as this it wouldn't really fit in yeah i mean i much preferred that i thought that was an actual refreshing use of comedy in this scene because it was so much action and it was great action but i much preferred that to constant ryan reynolds quips so <laughs> That was nice, but they made a comedic uh, use in a different way. That was good. Um, also in this scene, I really like how uh, Corey Hawkins' character, Seven, gets them to stop the car so he can save... Uh, what's what's the parkour guy's number, number four? four. Is he, so, yeah. so he can save number four. I think that was nice. Uh, that was a really good scene. I think that shows something this team didn't have before was someone that would actually try to save the rest of the members. I don't Mm. think that was something this team had prior to Corey Hawkins or seven joining. And it's something they definitely needed. That was kind of their missing piece. So that was, Mm -hmm. I like that scene a lot. That was good. 
this kind of shows that the team is getting closer and they can actually, it's okay to care about each other and care about people. When I think before seven arriving, they thought that was bad. Yeah. Mostly because Ryan Reynolds told them it was, but they had someone that actually showed it's okay to care about the team and want to save them. So that, that was nice. Yeah. I and kind of stand up to one. Yeah. Um, yeah, exactly. Because you could definitely tell in the car that they they wanted to save him. They wanted to help him, obviously. You could even tell that they care about each other more. And, like, one was kind of reserved from all of them in the very opening when Dave Franco's right. character dies. Because they, yeah. they all show sadness except for one. Right. And it goes back to... They all definitely wanted to help four, but no one was going to stand up to one. Exactly. So his yeah, so Corey Hawkins character definitely. Yeah. Standing up was Yeah. That yeah was what the team needed. And I feel like the end sequence with how it like the very end with how not the very, very end, but the on the boat, on the yacht, it was it would not have gone as well as it did in the movie if they hadn't done if they hadn't like started caring about each other i feel exactly because if it was very fluid in the end and it was less fluid in the beginning yeah so i think the more personality that they have together which is yes what he's saying it is it is justified what one says where it is less safe in terms of like emotions and if you lose someone it's all gonna go downhill but then you don't work as well together exactly yeah not really a team so it's not going to be as successful um so i guess before we like move on to like another major scene yeah i did i did want to add that i never knew that the meme with ryan reynolds quoting eminem and then being called out for it was in this movie (laughs) so i don't know i just thought i like i laughed just out loud just hearing that yeah that was a pretty pretty funny one yeah, I liked that. That was actually one of the better jokes from Ryan Reynolds, for sure. I definitely yeah. agree with that. <laughs> um, so yeah, what scene should we go on to? Are we on the yacht now? Is that kind of where we're um, like, oh, finale? Um, or yeah, I mean, I guess we before we go to the finale, um, yeah. or like before we go like on like like going to the finale yeah uh, i do want to add that the shot where where like it, it has day, day of the dead on like the bottom right or left i think mm-hmm. and like the, and the the sun w- was setting mm-hmm. and that kind of like orange haziest tone i that that or like i guess i saw that as like i guess kind of looking like the two sons of tatooine setting right I don't know. It just looks so like familiar and just so cool. Very, yeah. almost yeah. nostalgic. Very good yeah. cinematic shot. Yeah, which yeah. this yeah, movie is full shot. of. This movie is full of great, like, yeah, over clearings of wherever they are. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I was gonna say definitely the um, you know, the shots of the cities they're visiting, whether it's Florence or, you know. Hong Kong or you know wherever they're you know where they're filming locations they did a good job of showing the city itself like they did 
a great job there, which is nice. I always appreciate that in movies that have those landscape shots. I, I really enjoy those. Something I always look for. Yeah, movies that aren't just solely on set in a studio setting exactly. are always nice to see. Yeah, definitely. And I guess we can we can sort of move towards the finale. Yeah. But before that, I just want to say that when all the uh, dictator statues were being blown up to kind of send a message, yeah. I thought that was a really cool way to actually start the like rebelling and kind of encourage the people to stand up to the main bad guy. Yeah. Just because like you see those kind of things in movies where a whole group of trying to like gain the encouragement and then like you mm. get that final push to actually make that whole movement happen yeah. i think another thing it's not particular to a scene but um the brother his his character the democratic loving brother him mm. not being on board with the coup i yeah. feel like is definitely realistic because that's not how someone that truly believes in that kind of way to to rule a country would want to come into power. Because yeah. that itself is kind of like the thing that someone that wants to have power does that to just take over whoever else has power. Right. But then in this movie, it's obviously he doesn't want power. He just wants to bring he wants to bring the power to the people. And yeah. he's the best one to do that at this moment. Exactly. Exactly. Uh, that actually reminded me a little bit, just another filming location bit from a little a little uh, ago in the movie. Well, some of it's now, some of it's from before. But in the fictional country of Turkestan that they're going to be in, uh, those locations, that was all in the United Arab Emirates for that filming. And then when the uh, when um, Rovak uh, Alamov's when they capture his brother, that is also in the United Arab Emirates. It's in the Liwat Desert for that. So those are the filming locations there. That's cool. And then uh, I haven't seen a lot of that? films that have that location. Yeah, that was a good one. And then again, you know, another. Filming location, I guess, you know, they mentioned the Hong Kong scene again. Before we get too far from it, they really like filming in Italy in this movie and claiming it was somewhere else because they filmed the Hong Kong scenes. It was reported that they were filmed in Rome. So. Really? Yeah. It's, it's what I saw oh, reported. Wow. But that wasn't Hong Kong. That was apparently Rome for, the, for that. Well, I'm sure that they use, like, green screen or something for the background because all the Yeah. Screen. Yeah. Not rolling yeah. the accent, but. They definitely got, because Italy is definitely a gorgeous filming location for a movie yeah. like this. Even a movie that has no, that's like nothing to do with this. It's just a glorious exactly. filming location. Oh, yeah. So they kind of just got that one and stuck with it. Definitely cheaper yeah. than going to a bunch of other places, especially if they only yeah. need it for a little bit. Yeah, yeah. I, was, I was about to say like it's definitely cheaper than filming somewhere in America. Right. That's just probably expensive. Yeah. Yeah, so it seems like most of their filming was done in Italy, in a few cities, and then, you know, the United Arab Emirates. A few U.S. locations, which I'll mention, uh, can mention a little later. 
But uh, just to end my last uh, my last part for Italy of the shooting location for for that the most of the Italy scenes like when they're actually supposed to be in Florence during the car chase those are shot between Florence and Siena two different cities in Italy pretty close to each other I mean you know I guess country's sort of big so I don't know exactly how close they are but it was two different cities but it's all supposed to be Florence but it kind of jumps back and forth once you get those quick cuts especially in the parkour scenes the free running scenes mm-hmm. it jumps between Florence and Siena but it's still all supposed to be in Florence but if you look closely there's Siena landmarks and Florence landmarks that you'll see and they don't really try to hide that at all they just left them in a nice little fun thing for people that are very knowledgeable about the architecture and landmarks yeah, to find. find those landmarks and it's not the same city all the time that's very cool yeah so yeah so, we want to go to the yeah, yacht then go to the fi- go to finale yeah uh, i guess i'll start um uh, to me the beginning of the of the of the finale was not that interesting honestly yeah like there's like a lot of like oh cool infiltration a gun with a huge gun like i'm sorry a, a boat with a huge gun gun on it that was pretty cool seeing like you can down everybody but overall like not too much like like different from normal action yeah but then when he when when number one turned on the magnets it made the boat like a huge magnet it all made sense from before, like, why he mentioned the plastic guns and all that. It was just kind of cool to see that yeah. change in, like, mm-hmm. from, like, a normal fight, fight or not fighting scene, but, like, action scene. It's, like, a kind of unique way of yeah. showing it. I do like the magnets part, which, and also, this is the first time we actually even mentioned the magnets, and this is, that's why he's a billionaire. Throughout oh, the yeah. thing, they're alluding to the magnets you see it then you see how he grew up as a kid and it was science fair magnets and then he just started going from there and he creates vibrating phone technology and that's why he's a billionaire right he made stuff for the cia he did yeah. crazy stuff with the cia people yeah and that was an interesting uh, piece of background on one since we probably know the least about him you know he's yeah. kind of the most secretive character out of anybody because yeah. he doesn't open up to people so that was a nice bit of background and i feel like a lot of movies that aren't some big thing based on a book or anything uh right. they always just kind of have like the super rich character and they're just like he's rich and then it's like why it's like because he's rich they don't really have this one at least he has an explanation for why he's rich yeah i think that was pretty cool to I guess get like that small amount of right. background on someone that we don't know anything about. Yeah. But uh, I guess the after the after he turns the 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 magnets on, I thought uh, when when number one said I, I feel like a Jedi, I thought that that's, I thought that was really funny. Yeah. And that that's like one of those jokes that definitely feels like a Ryan Reynolds kind of thing to say. Definitely. So yeah. I think that's something Ryan Reynolds would say actually yes <laughs> yeah. oh yeah you'd say that i think yeah. another scene 
with involving the magnets in the boat was the kit was the part in the kitchen mm-hmm. with mm, yeah. it was i feel like that was another moment where slow motion was used pretty well with the yeah. with the wall with all the stuff going to the wall like all the metal stuff and then the people and then yeah. that first time nothing really that bad like like they get shot afterwards but nothing like i was like oh there's gonna be knives in them or whatever and it didn't happen i was right. like oh what and then they yeah. got shot and then late and then like a little later they did it again in the kitchen and then they got thrown against the wall and then one guy got hit with like 15 knives or something yeah and i was yeah. just like that's what i was waiting for <laughs> yeah, it's, yeah. It's, it's a good way to to like use something but then bring it back again but with a whole new twist to it that's yeah really cool yeah and well, it's cool that you know i think most people probably thought somebody was going to get a lot of knives thrown at them with magnets in a kitchen and uh, i think it was nice you know the first time they don't give that to you so you think oh they didn't do exactly what we thought but then they surprise you by doing it later Anything else to add on like that actual yacht part? Um, I mean, I have one note about the yacht. Uh, another, <laughs> another guess amount for you guys oh, on okay. how much that yacht is worth. I think because I think in the movie he mentioned it cost him like some like something like billion or whatever of like that of that currency in that country. So yeah, I don't know how much that would be, but man, I don't. Is billion too high? Like, do you think billion is too high? high. I'll give you millions. It's going to be in the millions. It's really high miles. Probably, yeah. I mean, obviously, billion's really high, but I'm going to say like three hundred million. All right. I'm going to go for four hundred and fifty million. Okay, you guys uh, got used to the under guess of last time, so you (laughs) over guessed on this one and overestimation. It's uh, sixty-five million. Oh that. wow! Yeah. yeah, I'm not very knowledgeable on yachting. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I <laughs> or I hotel rooms apparently. Oh <laughs> uh, yeah, not an expert on uh, Italian <laughs> hotel rooms. That's okay. Or yachts. Or yachts. Well, <laughs> neither am I. <laughs> um, so yeah, and then since you mentioned the uh, the country there and in their and their currency, I did find a bit. Uh, the fictional country in this movie of, of Turkestan is inspired by the Central Asian nation of Turkmenistan. Okay, yeah. That makes sense. Because, like, coming into the movie, I, like, not coming into it, but, like, hearing about whatever dictator is ruling Turkestan, I was like, is that an actual country? Because yeah. I don't remember that being part of the stands. <laughs> I, I but... feel like it was definitely a good call to make it a fake country yeah because if you don't then it's like you obviously are probably like you could be yeah you're calling out a country and they might not even actually have a dictator but yeah then you kind of just call them out and that just like puts them in a bad place and you don't really want to do that with a movie but you can definitely see that there there are countries now that resemble this maybe not to the same extreme but there are still right. dictators, and this is yeah, kind of yeah. showing that, like, the dictators are still a thing now. <laughs> right. Yeah. yeah. Exactly. Exactly. No, yeah, and, you know, I think a lot of movies do that where they don't 
you know, they'll point out a country that is, you know, doing something bad or has a dictator or, or what have you, and but doesn't name that country or gives it a fake name. I mean, if you look at Top Gun Maverick, for example, you know, they're fighting against another country, but they don't ever name what country it is. But people yeah. kind of have an idea, maybe, but they never say it in the movie on yeah. who they're talking about or who they're fighting against. Because I believe in, like, the first Top Gun, they actually do, like, mention, like, oh, like, it's some country, and I think Asia. Yeah. But, like, it's not, like, any name or any, like, exact or relative location in Asia. Right. Yeah, and then in the sequel, they don't even mention a name. Yeah, they, they don't mention anything, I guess, but... Yeah. So, yeah, they kind of try to not do that, I think, most 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 movies. So, yeah, I mean, are we all set? I mean, I just, I just want to mention one more thing about yeah. the finale, like like after the whole yacht thing. Yeah. Another shot of like a really cool, I guess this time the sun rising, mm-hmm. with that hazy kind of tone, like orange, beautiful, like California sort of sunset or sunrise. Right. And then it had instead of like just like it being only the sun in the main focus of that shot, it was a hel- the helicopter flying. Right. And it was like perfectly like shaped inside of the sun with that nice orange glow around yeah. it was a very very pretty shot yeah is that when five and uh four are, are climbing um no or it's like when it? it's right before they drop the the antagonist off the oh, oh oh yeah um, like the very end very yeah, like the very yeah. end like right right before like they all like they show like all of like what everyone's doing after right that. yeah i gotcha yeah yeah that was a good shot Going back to the yacht and the, um, like, the whole thing that I was saying before about them now caring about each other and the, um, them get that, like, the bad guys getting away and then, uh, one deciding to go save four from the guy that's, like, brutally beating him instead of going for it does show that there was a different character change and there's there's character development throughout the movie i think for all the characters there was a bit even for the some that aren't really shined upon which i feel like at that the backstories add in some character development too but i feel like that scene was important because it adds on to when seven saved four and when they're all giving each other their real names and stuff like that. Because if he didn't have that part where he saved them and say four just died because he went and got it, then it practically would have made the other scenes not matter. Yeah. Definitely. Um, yeah. So the, um, if everybody is ready to go, I'm, I'm going towards the kind of very end here. Mm-hmm. Like yeah, five and four are doing sure. their climb is something I have a note about. All right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's all right. Uh, so, yeah, that that filming location where five and four are climbing is the Titan at Fisher Towers in Utah. And that happens to be the largest freestanding natural tower in the United States. Wow. So, pretty cool. There is some United States film locations here. Nice. The only other U.S. location I found was the beginning 
where Ryan Reynolds is flying in, in his plane. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. Uh, that is Glen Canyon in the Green River between Utah and Arizona. So it seems like their U.S. locations were mainly Utah filming. Utah. Yeah, oh, and then which, did you happen to uh, like read about the California desert location of the ghost organization? Like, uh, oh, the headquarters. No, it, I, like, I it didn't. said that it was it was in California desert, which mm. I feel like probably is because if you ever driven through the California desert, right? Quote, you definitely like see the old like plain junkyard, right? Next to a certain town, but yes, okay. and there are a lot of filming locations up there. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's it's always used in many films. So. Yeah. Yeah, maybe maybe yeah. not. I also like the um, going back to like the end of the action part where they're dropping him out of the helicopter. Mm-hmm. I think that that scene with them giving them to the Turgistan, the Turgistan people, mm-hmm. it was. De- I feel like that was another one of those like instances of a serious scene. Now, maybe yeah. not the helicopter ride over, but right when he gets dropped, and then it kind of yeah. like slows down but not like slow motion kind of slows down but then Mm -hmm. right like he's running and they're all chasing him and right when he gets like clubbed in the head with a piece of wood from one of them it hits us like slow motion starts right when he gets hit and i feel like that's another instance of great slow motion and then the cuts to them all with their all reactions watching him get practically torn apart yeah i i took it almost as like a scene in the walking dead when some guy's getting torn apart by all the walkers it almost was like that it was like the screaming the looking at his face and there's like blood and it's just hands and tools and stuff yeah 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 but i um to to add on to like what you said karen about like the, the the actual slow motion starting when he got hit like like his first like i don't know like hit uh to go back to like all the way back to when the gas w- was being dropped and ryan reynolds is like freaking out the the add-on of like not actually slow-mo but the scene feeling like it's actually going like a lot slower with the background noises of like his heart pounding and then all the chaos ensuing around him and eventually i'm pretty sure it does go into the slow-mo but that's that's when like it's like uh not gonna knock a montage but like it's like clips and like tidbits of him saving people and handing out masks and all that so it's kind of a good incorporation of the slow-mo the the sounds in the background adding on to that intense feeling definitely yeah and then to go back to uh you know when when uh they are climbing at the end of the movie and just kind of talking you know walking away showing what all the characters are doing next. It's it's nice, again, to see that, the, you know, the team's actually a team now. You know, I think that's a great sense of growth we get from them from the beginning of the movie. I, I don't think they're really a team. You know, there's hints of it there, but, you know, they're not really a team. They don't really care about each other, or, again, maybe they're just afraid of one to not be a team, to not act like they care, because he doesn't, and says, you know, makes it seem like it's not okay. Mm-hmm. But by the end of the film, they, you know, they're totally a team. They're actually doing stuff outside of, 
work in their case and you know yeah. just doing fun things and actually you know acting and showing they care about each other so that just you know really really hits home and, and proves that they needed Corey Hawkins or seven to be a part of this without him none of that probably would have happened yeah. it would have stayed the same so you know it's just a nice transition a nice sense of growth that they actually are a team now and actually show they care instead of not pretending not to especially because they're really all they truly have is each other because exactly. they're they're ghosts they're they can't go back to their family. They can't go back to any past friends or any past relationships that they had because the second they do that, they're not ghosts yeah. anymore. No. So, yeah, that's you know, that's the only family they have, exactly. Mm-hmm. But it was nice to see that they can actually act that way now. One thing that I was... Because, like, obviously, this isn't the greatest movie ever made, but mm-hmm. it is definitely... I say it was a movie that I that was worth watching. Yeah. Uh, I would definitely recommend it to other people. And despite the 36%, which I feel like... I, I didn't read any reviews on why it was a 36%, but personally, that's not what I would have given it. Right. I would have given it higher than a 36. Same here. Because yeah. it, wasn't, it wasn't abysmal. And, no. and, and any memes, it wasn't. It had beautiful cinematic shots. And right. then... Sadly, this because of that low score and most likely a low viewership, there's not any sequel, and they really set it up practically from the beginning that there was going to be at least another one. Right. Because yeah. in the very beginning, yeah. where they showed the bad guy, and they're gonna, this is our first target. There was like, I think, but like six to like nine other dudes on the wall. Right. So that yeah, exactly. set it up for at least, like, another yeah. one. Yeah, definitely. And I agree with you. You know, this does not deserve a 36%. It was by far better than that. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, you know, for me, I never really go on the reviews. You know, a lot of times, in my opinion, they're wrong. <laughs> uh, I like to judge it on my own. So, you know, and for me, I would say... Anybody who wants to see this movie, you should watch it, give it its chance, ignore the 36%, because I did and actually found that it's a, it's, it's a pretty entertaining movie. You know, it's it's a good watch. You know, if you ever just are in the mood for a good action movie with some comedy and maybe some laughs at the astounding amount of slow motion in a car chase, then, yeah, check it out. And a couple serious scenes that'll just stop what stop whatever you're doing yeah exactly be like wow i i really liked what you said about the movie um reviews being like just wrong because in like like overall people see like those big companies like for example ron tomatoes which is where i found the the 36 percent as like as like oh this review like this percent is like what the actual movie is but overall it's just an opinion just like how mm-hmm. any like review on a book or TV show is just opinion. Doesn't matter who's giving that review. Even like this podcast, if we like give a review on the movie, that's also just our opinion. Like yeah. you, you could you could end up loving this movie, or you could end up just never, ever wanting to watch it again. Yeah, and yeah. which 
Yeah. Cause like, yeah. but I guess if you like Michael Bay, if you're into action, thriller, right. and I guess some comedy too, yeah. then you'll definitely like this movie. Maybe yeah. not your favorite, but yeah, the yeah. definitely the the nice overhead cinematic camera shots. Yeah. And the kind of not claustrophobic, but close, kind of flashy cutting. Yeah. Feel of the action was just kind of fitting. Definitely. I mean, it's a very Michael Bay. Yeah. Ryan definitely Reynolds Michael Bay shines through. You know, Ryan Reynolds and Michael Bay shine through mm-hmm. a lot in this movie, and you know that's okay if you expect that going in. It's fine. But um, say so my my last two notes for this one, I guess before we wrap up, is just some product placements. I noticed, of course, I mentioned Aviation Gin earlier, but we also get Oliver People's sunglasses. We see Ryan Reynolds wearing those. Uh, we see Chopard watches. We see Ryan Reynolds ends the movie, I think, with all three of those things on. He's got Oliver's People's sunglasses, a Chopard watch, and Lavaza coffee in hand, so... The only thing he's missing there for product placement was aviation gin, which he got earlier, so that's okay. And in but, an earlier, oh. yeah, go ahead. Oh, I was in an earlier scene. Um, they a few of them were. It was when they were talking right after Seven was introduced. Yeah. Um, they were drinking Heineken. Ah. Yes. Yes. Which was another product placement that I noticed. Right. And then my last note um, was just in the credits. Uh, something I always always look for since they're such a huge name and of course you know to do so many movies of course some of my favorite movies but the visual effects and animation was done by Industrial Light and Magic which is a Lucasfilm company so you know if you ever watch Star Wars or Indiana Jones or I mean gee I'd say about the majority of large budget movies that's Kind of the name you're going to see for visual effects is definitely Industrial Light and Magic. They're the, probably the biggest name out there, at least that I know of. I always see them. So. Something I always look for in credits, and of course, they were in this one. So great job on visual effects, as always, for, for them. Yes, they're definitely a very uh, untouched by the average viewer. No one really thinks about that. They just go... I like this actor, but then, right. Of course, there's always wow that explosion was cool, but then it's not really the praise that they definitely deserve is not always given by everybody. Right. To visual effect artists and really yeah. everybody behind every instance of a movie or a TV show or anything that takes large groups of people to do, every single aspect of the team is is extremely important and the movie or whatever it is wouldn't get done without all of the help from everyone exactly yeah no totally totally i mean there's so many people in uh, the credits that this movie can't be made without so it's just nice to kind of stick around sometimes and watch the credits see everybody who worked on this and made it made it be made it possible that's always good yeah, it's always good to see, like, everyone that helped. Exactly. So. Yeah. So, yeah, and I think 
one last thing is going back to reviews and everything. It's mm-hmm. really, I'll look up most of the time before I watch a movie, I'll look up the reviews and I'll just mm-hmm. see what it is to maybe sure. get like a small gist of it. But mm-hmm. I almost never like I watch movies that are twelve percent on Rotten Tomatoes, sure. and yeah. I'm just like, this was a fine movie. Like there's. Yeah. I didn't. Reg- I've never regret watching. I've never ever regret watching a movie before. No. Because even if it's not the best movie, yeah, you can make it. You can make it fun on your own. Even like B-list exactly. movies. Exactly. No, entirely. You know, yeah. I think that's just part of part of the fun. Might just be, you know, sitting on the couch or going to the theater and just putting a movie on or anything. You know, or doing it with people that you like to spend time with and movies are just fun it doesn't always have to be some spectacular film and it's definitely yeah, nice it's... to support smaller movies and yeah of course this isn't really a small movie it's a netflix no. original but i'm saying yeah. other movies are quite small that definitely, definitely need the recognition it's always an experience too it's like yeah. kind of see like will i like this kind of genre what yeah. what like the way it's filmed the actors Exactly. Just all of that. It's always just a new experience to find like emotions and all that too. Right. Yeah, good time. Yeah. yeah. And I know we all say this a lot, like us three, that you can't have an opinion about a movie or a TV show if you've never seen it. No. <laughs> yeah. You can't. You know, give it its fair try. Mm-hmm. Uh, give it a watch, and uh, who knows? I mean, maybe. You know, there's plenty of movies you'll be surprised about out there. You know, I, I guess like even for me for this movie, you know, the first uh, first car chase scene, I'm like, oh, you know, I see where this is going. This isn't this is going to be predictable and it won't be super great. And then you know, halfway through, they really turned it around for me, and I, I really enjoyed it. So you never know. Yeah, I, I agree with you there, though. I definitely agree with you. So if you're on the ropes for watching this movie. I'd say if you like if you like action, if you like a bit of comedy, like Ryan Bay. Reynolds type of comedy, if you like Michael Bay, you like explosions and yeah. parkour and then like the whole kind of almost like a heist, but like a mm. heist and the the whole aspect of the dictator. If you like that kind of stuff, then I'd say you should give the movie a shot yeah. and not judge the movie on the first 20 or so yeah. minutes with the car scene yeah. <laughs> i agree completely you know uh definitely give this movie a chance i think i think it's a pretty good one center you know it's got all the things you mentioned and overall pretty entertaining i think it's a good good watch you know if you're just ever on the couch at home just need something to do kill some time i think it's a pretty pretty good one mm-hmm. so and, i guess let's oh, finish off oh sorry, no. i was gonna say excellent acting from Every but every every person in the movie that I saw, there wasn't any moment yeah. where it was like, "Ooh, that was that was a rough line delivery" or anything. I oh, saw yeah. it as it was all excellent acting, excellent yeah. characters, and good job yeah. playing all the characters. Definitely, yeah. All the actors did a did a really good job and kind of you know made their roles believable and what kind of person they were playing. So yeah, it was they all did a great job. Do you guys have any uh, other final thoughts or? Nope, I'm I'm good. I'm all set. Yeah. All right. Yeah. 
So thank you all for listening to our first ever episode. Uh, I hope you enjoyed. And obviously go watch this movie. It's not bad. It's even though it's 36%, it's always someone's opinion. So what's yours? Uh, anyways, um, come back and listen again. We might we might be covering your favorite movie, game, book, or TV series. So th- thank you for listening.